Recently, I asked in a bunch of Facebook groups what people's biggest fears were when it came to creating a course, and in today's episode, I'm sharing those fears with you and how to conquer them. Welcome to the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. This podcast is all about the tips and tricks to writing a successful online course that will turn your students into raving fans. I am your host, April Bradford. Now let's dive in to today's lesson. Hey, hey, Course Creators, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you today. And before we get started, I just want to remind you that next week on Monday, the Construct Your Course 45-Day Challenge is opening. You guys, this is like no other course that is out there. I will be live every single day, teaching live, answering questions live. It is going to be awesome. So if you want to be part of my founding members, which means that you always get discounts on my next, any of my next courses that I create, you get extra perks like me being live with you every single day, just a whole bunch of awesome stuff that I'm not going to give away all the secrets right now, but you want to be on the wait list because if you're on the wait list, I'm actually opening it up earlier to you if you're on the wait list. So go get on the wait list at constructyourcourse.com and I will be with you live for 45 days while we create your course. Okay. We're talking about fears. So recently I was, I was actually doing research about my ICA, my ideal customer avatar and my students for my course. And I really wanted to drill into what people's fears were when it came to creating a course. Now I had a pretty decent idea of what I thought their fears were, but like we've talked about in other episodes, you want to do your research. So I got into a few different Facebook groups where there's a lot of course creators hanging out. And I asked, I said, what's your biggest fear when it comes to creating a course? And there were quite a few, but there were some that were repeated over and over and over again. I also got into one, a couple of Facebook groups actually, and asked why they created a course. And it was interesting because the why is the exact opposite of the fears. So we're going to talk about why people create courses, like what their hopes are for when they create a course and what their fears are and how we can conquer those fears. Okay. So first of all, it was so interesting to me to see this balance of fears versus the whys and how they were so similar. So let me tell you the number one why they are creating a course and the number one fear. And you'll see what I mean. So the number one why people want to create a course, which is what I assumed, um, but I wanted to just get clear to see if that was the major one or if there were other things that people, why people were creating a course. But the number one reason is because people want to help other people. You guys want to create a bigger impact. You want to help others. And you know that working one-on-one, you can't serve everyone that way. There's only one you and only so much time in a day. And you only have so much of you that can go around. And so creating a course is a way that you can help more people and it's cheaper than one-on-one. So you can create a bigger impact 
at a cheaper cost than working one-on-one with them. So that was the number one reason why people wanted to create an online course was to help more people. You guys are amazing. You are amazing. This is why you do what you do. It's so you can help people. I love to work with course creators because you have a heart of gold. You truly love your people. You love your tribe. You love your clients. And that's why you're doing what you do. So what was the greatest fear then? If the greatest why is to help people, the biggest fear was that you won't offer enough or your course won't be worth what you think it's worth. Like it won't be value and valuable enough for your students. So can you see how interesting that balance is? You want to help people and you, like I said, you have a heart of gold and you want to help people so much that your fear is that you won't help them enough. So how can you make sure that when you're creating your course that you are providing enough value to make it worth what you are asking for it and providing enough value that your students get out of it, what you're promising, just overall providing enough value. So number one suggestion I'm going to give to you is you need to be really clear on who you're serving and who your ideal client is or your ideal student. Because when you know who your ideal student is, you know what level they're beginning at. And we talk about this in episode five of the podcast. It's all about your ideal student and the different levels and where they're starting and where you need to be at. So as long as you are taking your students up a level, you are providing enough value. And this goes to my next suggestion with this is that we have the curse of genius. You know so much about your topic that when you start to think of the basics at where you began, it's simple. And you're like, if I just teach them that, it won't be worth it. It won't be valuable enough. Think about if whatever you're teaching, if you went to school for it. So example, if you're a CPA, and you are teaching business owners how to prepare for tax season. That is so simple to you. But for someone like me, the very basics are worth gold to me because I don't have that knowledge that you have. You have the curse of genius, which makes it feel like you aren't offering value. But to me, it's worth its weight in gold. So I want you to think about that when you're thinking, is what I'm offering worth it? Number one, are you getting them to the next level? If you're getting them to the next level, yes, it is worth it. Remember, they are not where you are and what you have comes easy to you so it doesn't feel valuable. But think of all the time that you took to learn what you know. Don't let the curse of genius make you feel like what you're offering is not valuable because it is. Another thing that you can do is beta test this. And I am putting an asterisk next to this one because this one is on rocky ground, I guess I want to say, because you're going to have different people who respond and you're going to have the people who are low ballers and you're going to have the people who want to be extra nice and say, you know, like, oh, it was 
sky's the limit kind of thing. So, but it will give you a good kind of range at where people think it's worth. Um, so that's one way to do it. And another just side note about beta launches, I would not do it for free. I would charge something for it because when you have skin in the game, then you pay attention. If it's for free, think about like all the freebies that you've downloaded. How many of them have gone unopened? They're just sitting in your inbox or you deleted them and didn't even open them. So if you want to get a good beta launch with good feedback, charge something for it. It doesn't have to be full price, but I would charge something for it. So that is another way that you can see if what your course, the, what you offered in your course, because they will have gone through your course, then they can give you f feedback on how much it was worth to them. And then you can kind of get a range at where people are thinking. Okay, the fourth and final thing that I want to talk about when we're talking about the value and the worth of your course is when you talk to your audience and you are selling it and you're writing the sales copy and those things, you need to make them see the end result. And this exercise is really good for you as well at looking at what your students are going to be like when they come out of your course at the other end. What are they achieving? What results are they going to get when they come out at the other end? So for example, my Construct Your Course workshop, when you come out of that, you will have your course completely outlined. You will have the lessons written. You will have your workbook created. You will know what makes a successful workbook. You will know what activities you should put in the workbook to get the best results for your students. You will know how to make a slide deck, a slide deck that gets results. Um, you will know how to create an offer. You will know how to create a freebie or not how to create a freebie, but what freebie you should offer to help guide your students into your course and still provide value. Like that's a lot, right? So when you think about that, you're going to have a lot of stuff when you come out of this course. So is it worth the price that I would charge when I, when it's not in the founding members beta launch? Hint, hint, by the way. Yes, it is worth it. Like and then not only that, so you're going to know all of that stuff, but what will your life look like? Once your course is created, you now have this thing, this product that you can sell over and over and over again. And that actually leads me to the number two biggest fear was that your course won't sell. Now, this is scary and I totally understand it because it's a fear that everyone who puts something out on the internet for sale, even not even out in the internet, like people who open brick and mortar stores, it's the same fear. It is the, it's a vulnerable place to be when you put a course out there. But just recently, I just got an email from Julie Stoyan. She's one of my mentors that I look up to. And I think she's amazing. The email was all about your email list and what size it needs to be. And she asked questions and one of them was, are you willing to launch more than once? Are you willing to launch more than twice? Are you willing to launch three times, four times? Because your first launch may not be a six figure launch. There are people out there who, yes, that does happen to them, but there are a lot of people out there who launch small 
their first launch is small, their second launch is a little bigger, third launch is bigger, and it just gets bigger and bigger. So you have to be in this for the long haul. That is the honest truth. You have to be this in this for the long haul. And something that I have learned while building this business and even, even this podcast is that small acts over time create big results. And they can be really hard to see. I'm actually listening to the book Atomic Habits right now by James Clear. And he was talking about a bicycling team. And I can't remember where they're from right now. But the bicycling team, they were doing all these little things. They hired this coach and he was like, well, let's add extra padding to the seat and let's have him wear an indoor cycling suit because it's lighter weight than the outdoor cycling suit. And let's put, um, I think it was oil on the tires doesn't seem right. Something on the tires to add more grip. Oil seems like it would slip more. Anyway, but these little, little things that don't seem like they would make a difference. But in the end, all of those little things that they did with this bike team, this coach did with this bike team, made a huge difference. And they went on to set world records and they beat all these championships because of the little things. So the same is true for business. You are going to be building a course, and then you're going to launch it. And you are going to set a small goal, a heck yes goal, and a, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. I made this goal, like an OMG goal. Okay. So there's those three types of goals and it's okay if you start small. I think that sometimes we in business, we see all these people who are years and miles and miles ahead of us. And we think that when we start, our start should be their ending. And that is not true. So I want you to know it's okay to start small. I also want you to know that there are plenty of things that you can do and look at to know if your course is going to sell. And then if by chance it doesn't sell, there's things to look at. So Number one is make sure that you validate your course idea. You don't necessarily want to go out and build a course on some crazy random thing and expect it to sell if you haven't validated your course idea. So we've talked about that on the podcast before. Make sure you validate your course idea. Go back and listen to episode 23, create a course that sells to get ideas on how to make sure that you're creating a course that your audience wants. So that's the first thing to do if you're worried about creating a course that won't sell, like you're worried that your course won't sell, make sure you are doing those tips. Another thing is, is if you've done those things and you know it's something that people want, you have competition in the market, all of those things, then your problem is not your course. Your problem is the marketing around your course. So what is your sales copy like? Is your sales copy meeting their, is it talking about their problems? Is it talking about how you can cure their problem? Um, just like we were talking about earlier, get them to see the end result. Is your copy making them believe that they can get to that end result. So you want to look at your copy. You want to look at your design because if it's, if it's a sloppy design, people aren't going to buy because they're going to be leery of what you're selling. You want to make sure that it looks professional. 
you want to make sure that when people go to your site that they see oh yes this is a real website this is real they're not going to rip off my credit card number those kind of things so that's where design comes into play is that it it builds trust with you so make sure your design is good so your design and your copy are two things that you can look at if your course doesn't sell. If you validated your course idea, it's not your course, it's the market marketing around your course. Another thing that you can look at is your offer. Is what you're offering with your course making them want to buy? So look at those things if your course isn't selling. And the third biggest fear, which was actually quite a ways down the list from the other two, was the actual creation of it. It is a lot to create a course. It can be kind of scary and overwhelming when you start to think about all the pieces, but don't let that hold you back. Again, think to yourself, what will your life look like when you get to the end, when you have this product that's done and you can sell it over and over and over again? Your life will be worth that work. It'll be worth the hustle that you have to do to get it created because in the end, it's going to save you so much time. So if you go listen to episode 22, so essentially the podcast is about tips if you get stuck, like how can you keep going? But really these tips can help you with the production. Like I talk about how to hire people to get help with different things. So go listen to that episode because that'll be really helpful for you in the production. And again, remember, it's a short-term hustle for a long-term gain. It'll be totally worth it in the end. And like I said, if you're afraid that it doesn't sell, that it won't sell, you're like, oh, I'm doing all this hustle and then what? It doesn't sell. There are things that we can look at. We can fix, we can remediate those things that aren't working so then your course does sell. There, It's not the end of the world. I promise you that. So do not lose hope. Do not be afraid. So let's review here really quick. Number one, being afraid that you're not going to give enough value to your students. You will give value. Remember the curse of genius. Do not be fooled by this. You have so much knowledge that things don't seem valuable to you, but they are to your students. Remember, just if as long as you're taking them up a level, they will get value from you. Don't take them up too far because then it's overwhelming. Then you have the opposite problem. So that's another little thing to think about. So you will offer value. I promise you're going to offer enough value. Number two, what if it doesn't sell? Validate your course idea. Number one thing you need to do is validate your course idea. Then once you have it made, you have your offer made, if it doesn't sell, then you're going to go back and you're going to look at your sales copy, your design of your sales page, those things. And you're also going to look at your offer and what needs to change in your offer to get people to buy. And finally, the fear of the production, all of the work that it's going to take to do it. Don't be afraid of that. If you don't know what to do, reach out to someone. Find find someone who can help you. You can 
join my Facebook group, listen to this podcast, join the 45 day challenge. There's lots of people out there who can help you create your course. And there's people that you can hire to do the smaller tasks for not very much money for actually a really good price. So go listen to episode 22 for that. So those are the three biggest fears. And again, the biggest reason why people create a course, you create a course is to help others. So remember that when you're getting bogged down by your fears, remember there's a bigger picture at play. There are people out there that are waiting specifically for you. They're waiting for you. Even though you have competition, they're waiting for you. So get your course out there for those who are waiting for your message. All right. I just want you to know that I am cheering you on. I don't want you to have fear about creating a course because it's not as scary as you think it is. I promise. All right. I'm going to remind you one last time. If you haven't already, go get on the wait list for the Construct Your Course Challenge. It'll be opening on Monday officially, but it'll open early to those on the waitlist. ConstructYourCourse.com. Okay, I will see you next week, and I hope you have a fantastic week.